Okay, well, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you guys are absolutely an amazing creation. Uh, you are fearlessly, fearfully, <laughs> and fearlessly, fearfully and wonderfully made, okay? That means God took a lot of thought, reverent thought, holy thought when he created you and designed you. Of all the works of God's hand, you are his masterpiece. Sunsets, waterfalls, the ocean, the most beautiful things you've ever seen in your life. To God, you are his masterpiece. Do you know that? When he, when he thinks about you, he's like, you see that? I made that. Yeah, that was all me right here. That's what God's proud of his creation in you. So did you know in this masterpiece of ours that the average, in the average lifespan, the human heart will beat more than three billion times? How does it do that? Like, it just keeps going and going and going. Over three billion times. That's absolutely amazing to me. Do you know that your human eye is capable, unless you're colorblind, but do you know your human eye is capable of seeing seven million colors? I didn't even know there was seven million colors. I, had, I was limited to the crayon box that had eight in it. And so when Holly went outside of the eight into the 64 box, I was totally lost. Magenta what? Uh, what? Violet what? I'm like, it's purple. <laughs> anyway, and uh, I just, seven million colors. And the human nose can detect one trillion smells. Now, I'm not sure if my nose can do that. I think Laura's can do that. Uh, I've got a witness there. Laura's can do that. Seven, but seven trillion, that's a number that you just can't calculate in your mind how uh, big that is. But God made you in his very own image. You are created in the image of God. And the things that your body is wired and designed to do are, are, are really unfathomable for us to co comprehend. What your body does right now while you're just sitting here and listening to me, if I was to sit here and explain it to you, which I couldn't do, I could copy someone else telling you it, <laughs> but uh, pumping your blood, brain waves going, all those things, without you even thinking about it, breathing. Right now, you're alive and can, your brain can function and change as you hear things and change how you think. And it's amazing. You are God's greatest creation. Amen. So our human brain is amazing. The human brain has the capacity to generate approximately 23 watts of power while you're awake. 23 watts of power. Now, what would that power, Dave Mark, or, or someone back there, Dale, or someone that does electricity? Light bulbs? You can, ding! <laughs> you, can, you, you can power a light bulb with your brain when you're awake. There are 100 billion neurons present in your brain. 100 billion. The blood vessels that are present in the brain are close to 100,000 miles long. So that means that's greater than four trips around the earth in your brain, your blood vessels. Now, you guys just flew home from Hawaii. That was a long flight into L.A. and over to here. That's not even halfway around the world. You, I mean, you're going to go four trips around the world plus, and it's all right in here. I mean, that's amazing. Our non-conscious metacognitive part of our brain is where 90 to 99% of brain activity happens. Our thinking and thought building happens there. This part of the brain processes 400 billion actions per second and works 24 hours a day. 400 billion actions per second, 24 hours a day. You are an amazing creation. The best computers in the world today can still cannot compete with your brain and what your body can do, what your eyes can do, what your nose can do. 
one human brain generates more energy or electrical impulses in one day than all the cell phones on the planet put together. You are an amazing creation, and you are created in the very image of God. When he said in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind, he really meant it. You are brilliant. You are absolutely a genius. You are created in the image of God. What your brain can do is absolutely outstanding. It's amazing. Okay? Thank you. Amen. Amen. It's true. You might not love yourself enough to say amen, but God loves you enough to say amen. He made you. He was there. So, uh, do you know that your brain and your mind are not the same thing? A lot of people do not know that, but your brain and your mind are not the same thing. Your brain is an organ. Your mind is like part of your soul, which is your mind, will, and your emotions. You know, we taught on spirit, soul, and body. You have a spirit, you, li- you live in a body, and you, ha- you have a soul, which is your mind, will, and your emotions. So when the scriptures say that you have the mind of Christ, it isn't saying you have the brain of Christ. It's saying you have the mind of Christ. It means you can be programmed to think just like God thinks if you think, agree with his thoughts. Your brain is like a computer. Your, your brain and our minds are like a computer. Our brains would be like a computer processor, if you will. It processes and calculates the information on your computer. And the hard drive is also like the brain where it stores in your memories and information. And your mind would be like your computer's BIOS or the operating system, where like you have a Windows-based computer or a Mac-based computer, things like that. The operating system, depending on what options you have on that computer, is going to determine how that computer functions and works. Now, if you try to put a different operating system on a computer that it wasn't ever designed for, there could be problems. There's glitches, and the computer's not going to function the way it was originally designed for because it wasn't part of the design. So right, like today, you could go format a MacBook computer, and you could put Windows 10 on there. I don't advise you to do that, but you can do that. And I'm not talking about dual boot. I mean, erase the whole thing and put Windows 10 on there. I don't know why. Anyway, but you could do it. It's, it's actually possible. But that computer is never going to work as good as it would if you just had a regular Mac operating system on there. Plus, you're now susceptible to viruses. But anyway. Um, so our bodies, our minds, our brains work best when we apply God's operating system to our temples, to our bodies. This, our, this is our hardware. His, our mind is the software. And as we agree with the software of heaven, our brains can function and our bodies will function better by agreeing with the way he originally designed you to work. When we try to work at another operating system or the operating system of the world, the operating system of this or that, it's not gonna f- it will still work, but it won't work like it's originally designed. You won't get the best results out of that. So I think we need to format uh, the sin-corrupted software of the old man and install a new operating system that is compliant with our new creation processors. Amen. I'll call that In Christ 5.0. That's why I'm going to name it. In Christ 5.05 is the number of grace. So we're uh, new creations in Christ. When we are programmed to think like him, imagine what you can do. With that brain that you have, created his image, with the, with your, with the body, that your temple of God that you have, imagine what you can do if you actually believe with what God said about you. I mean, really believed it. Not enough to look good in church and pass through the social club of, yeah, I'm good, I'm in Christ, and you know, with all that. But when you really believe it, I mean, you're going to change what you do. It's going to change what you say. You can change where you dare to go, where you dare to travel, where you, when you dare to go to this mission field or that mission field. It's going to change everything about who you really are when you truly, really believe what God said is true. So we need to form in that corrupted mindset 
format that and install Jesus in Christ 5.0 on this operating system of your brain. Your brain's going to comply to what your mind's telling it to. It's just, a, it's just a computer. Whatever you stick in there, it's going to receive it and process it and hold it. But it's what you feed it with is going to determine what is going on in there. So we feed it with lies, it's going to work like that. If you feed it with the truth, you're going to walk in newness of life, and that computer's going to fly. And we can keep out the viruses too. All right, Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You will not know the will of God until you can format your mind to agree with his operating system. His, your hardware, his hardware, because he made it with his software, is going to make you function and work better than you ever have in your life. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter any of that. It matters, do you believe what God said? Amen? All right, so, um, so what we think about, how we think, is, has a big impact on our lives. We know from last week and from the Bible, we're supposed to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We're supposed to pull down strongholds in our mind that don't agree with God. But how do we do that? How do we pull down those strongholds? What does that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, but I'm going to tell you next week. I'm sorry. That's next week, all right? Uh, gotcha. You're going to have to come back next week. You want to hear that. But uh, today, I want to share with you uh, what type of thoughts need to be cast down and what happens to our brains when we meditate on the wrong kind of things. Did God just say these things as a suggestion or a list of a rule book, or did he say it because he designed you, he created your body, he knows how that operating system is intended to work, and if you do it like this, you'll function right, but if you do it like this, it's not going to work like it's supposed to. I think it's the second one. I really do. So last week I showed you a picture of the Lego version of Helm's Deep, you know, from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I almost said Lord of the Flies, but yeah, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and uh, the Lego version of Helm's Deep, and how that was built block by block, and it was a picture of a stronghold, okay? And the Bible says we have power and authority to pull down those strongholds that exist in our mind, but they were created there block by block, piece by piece, information you've received over the course of your lifetime from a child, from a traumatic experience, from a car accident, from anything you went through in life, school teachers, this, positive or negative, built that fortress in your mind. And any part of that fortress that doesn't agree and comply with God's operating system needs to be torn down. It needs to be. It doesn't matter if it's politically correct. It doesn't matter if the whole world agrees with it. I mean, I, I tell the boys this all the time. But well, my friends' parents, they say this. I'm like, I don't care what they say. They don't know what they're talking about. Because God said this. <laughs> all right? Like, God be true and everybody else a liar. And I try to say it nice as I can. Some days I do better than others. But they don't know what they're talking about. Look at their life. Look at their life. Their life is a fruit of what they believe and how they live. Do I want you to copy that? Because that's where you'll go. If you follow them, that's how your life's going to look in 10 years from now. Amen. I'm just saying it's just true. It's just true. You can look at a boat from the shore and still tell where it's going from the shore, but you don't have to be on that boat. Right? <laughs> They're going to go the way they want to go. So in the same way with our thoughts, one and our belief system, one block at a time, we build those thoughts and structures in our mind. So... Um, Romans 1 talks about how God has given people over to a deprived mind. You guys remember that, Romans 1? This process begins with idol worship, if you remember. We'll look at Romans 1.21. Romans 1.21. We should have that on the screen. This because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. 
and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. So this deprived mind started with idol worship. Idol worship is anything you exalt above the knowledge of God. Anything in your life, it doesn't have to be a Buddha sitting on your dresser, okay? Anything that you believe is true, more than you believe God's word is true, is an idol to you. It's an idol to you, and it's built this fortress in your mind. You built your life around it. Well, I'm okay with this, but I'm okay with a separate church and state and things like that. Or, or should church stuff be in government? Should it be in every aspect of our life? All right, it's not your opinion really that matters. It's what God says. <laughs> I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just saying. So if we agree with this or agree with that, it really makes no difference. What did God say? And that's what's going to work best. So idol worship, they were not thankful. They became futile in their thoughts. Their foolish hearts were darkened, and they became fools. And it started with idol worship. So when you hear the truth of God's word, and you choose not to agree with it, you're on a downward spiral, spiral to becoming a fool. Maybe just in one area. Most people are a mixture of foolish and wisdom. <laughs> I know, but, uh, from personal experience. But anyway, um, <laughs> but as we comply with what God says, some of that foolishness can go away, and you can become wise, wise, wise. You know, Solomon didn't have the Holy Spirit in him like we do. It came on at seasons and times. But we have the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of us. We have access to all wisdom of God inside of us 24-7. In verse 28 of Romans 1, it says, Furthermore, just that they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so they're like, ah, that's just God. Ah, I, don't, I don't care about it. So God gave them over to a deprived mind so that they would do what ought not to be done. Now, we see a lot of this today in social media and other media. Uh, they think they're wise, and they've become utter fools. They don't even know how foolish they are when they say stuff. I'm like, you're, you're trying to say it, but you're like, what an idiot. <laughs> God help me. But, uh, but oh, God. <laughs> but uh, it's a deprived mind. And when you put idol worship above the knowledge of God, the Bible says you are going to become a fool. The fool says in his heart there is no God. All right, so uh, it is foolishness to believe things that God didn't say. So when we do that, what you're doing, you're installing this new operating system over top of the operating system of God, and it's going to make that person function in a way that's not healthy. You'll only function in a healthy way we think like God. So um, now there's a certain way that God has asked us to think. Now are these suggestions or just like, good ideas. Some people get too caught up on the sin or not sin issue. I think we can put the sin issue to the side. God is talking like a father and saying, listen, son, if you want your body to function right, if you want to have a good life, like you're talking about Proverbs or walking down the street, you're talking to your son, if you want to have a good life, don't listen to those prostitutes. Don't listen to those sexual perverts. Don't listen to these guys. Listen to what I say. Let your mother's words be always in your ear. Remember what I've taught you and it'll keep your, your, way, your, your way straight. So he said in Philippians 4.8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Okay. So God has a certain way he wants us to think. And when we're not thinking the way he wants us to think, there's something going wrong with your brain function. There's something happening to your brain that isn't supposed to happen because you're not agreeing with the operating system of heaven. Okay? 
For example, if you watch the news, okay, I'm going to pick on news because I get annoyed by the news and I don't waste much of my time on it. If you watch the news three, four, five hours a day, you are getting a deprived mind. No matter if you're listening to Fox or CNN or whatever you listen to, you are going to get a deprived mind because it's not going to think like God thinks. To them, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. There's no hope for America. There's no hope for the world. There's no hope for anything. Everything is horrible. The whole world, we might as well just kill ourselves and die because that's all the hope they have. We're the hope of the world, amen? Not CNN or Fox News or anybody else, amen? And if you put, the more you put that into your heart, the more you're going to be filled with doubt and unbelief and skepticism and fear, and you're not going to be able to agree with God because you've built a fortress in your mind of unbelief. Amen. And uh, yes, I'll move along. We're moving along. I will step on a few toes, but I love it. I, I'm doing it in a loving way. <laughs> Still might hurt, but I'm doing it in a loving way. You don't need the news. You want to know what's ask, happening in the world? Ask Holy Spirit. What's your perspective, God? What's really going on in this world? What do you see? Are you still in charge? Do you still know what's going on? Are you okay with this? I mean, you can get here. Holly and I vote. I mean, this, maybe you don't think this is wise, but we've voted many times without having a clue who these people were, other than, of course, the biggest names. And then we go into the poll, like, uh, <laughs> Holy Spirit, what? Okay, this one, okay. Uh, we're feeling, I do that almost every time. You might think that's foolish, but then we go compare our answers, and almost always they're the same. Wow, where did I get off on that? Must because you guys are from Jacksonville. You brought the city stuff with <laughs> city life. I don't know. So anyway, actually the next, poll, next vote we have will be held right in our church. Do you guys know that? Our, our church has now become a, vote, uh, a poll place, whatever, for the next election, whenever that is, next year. Um, is this good thinking? Going back, let me reel myself back in here. Is this just good advice, what God's saying, to think like this? Or are these, or is there a reason why God wants us to think like this? Okay? Do our negative thoughts really affect our brains? Well, I want to show you this. Um, this book is by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Some of you guys may have read this or heard of her. This lady is absolutely genius. Um, she's a Christian neurologist and, uh, what she, what she talks about on the brain makes your brain stretch, okay? I went to hear her at, um, voice the prophet. She spoke there in April, and uh, she spoke a couple nights. And honestly, my brain felt like it was growing. Like, did my head get bigger? Because she's giving me so much information of stuff so quickly that I was just like, wow. So I'm going to share with you guys today some scientific evidence of what actually happens to your brain when you think a certain way. So anytime you hear something that sounds really, really smart, Instead of me quoting her or saying it was from her every time, just assume it was from her every time you hear me say something that was really, really smart. If it sounds like me, then that was me. The other part, just remember it was her, okay? So that will save me time for saying Carolyn said, Carolyn said every time. It was gonna, this is all going to be Carolyn said, but also other doctors she has quoted here as well. So Dr. Leaf said, you cannot control the events or circumstances of your life, but you can control your reactions, just that one revelation alone will empower you to live a victorious life. You don't have to, you have someone say, well, they made me do it. Well, did they really? Did they really? Okay. It works in kindergarten, but I'll. <laughs> All right. Your reaction is the difference between healthy minds and bodies and sick minds and bodies. Your reaction. Every cell in your body is connected to the heart, and the brain controls the heart, and the mind controls the brain. So whatever we are thinking about affects every cell in our body. Wow. You think God knew what he was talking about? I think he did. Scientists are proving that the relationship between what you think and how you understand yourself, your beliefs, dreams, hopes, and thoughts, has a huge impact on how your brain works. 
An undisciplined mind is filled with a constant stream of worries, fear, and distorted perceptions that trigger degenerative processes in the mind and the body. We cannot afford to not take captive every thought because you're actually letting, your, letting brain damage, type of brain damage, happen in your brain by meditating on the wrong things. I'm going to show you a picture, if you can uh, put that up for me, guys back there. There's a PowerPoint in the top right corner on the desktop there. I should have told you before, but they'll figure it out. This is a picture, the first one coming up is a picture of a healthy brain with healthy memories. Okay? It will look like, there's the healthy one. This looks like a bunch of tree branches that are interwoven together, which is what your thoughts are. They're branches that are connected and woven together, looking like. And that is con- that's considered a healthy brain and with healthy memories. The next one. So in order to go to the next one without it locking up, you can't use this with the mouse. I think that's what we're figuring out what happened the other week. You have to use the space bar, the arrow keys, or when you click the mouse, it locks it up. And then we've got to start the program over. We figured it out last week. Aaron did, I think. Anyway, the, bad, the other one looks bad, okay? <laughs> looks very bad, okay? It, it ha- in the top left corner of the picture, it has, yes, it has a black hole in there, okay? You see that black hole? All right? That is, f- that is caused by meditating and thinking on the wrong things. Neurons that don't get enough signal from rehearsing of negative events will start firing apart, wiring apart, pulling out, and destroying the emotion attached to the trauma. So when people have bad traumatic things that they've gone through and they haven't processed it correctly, this is what part of your brain is going to look like because you've played it over and over and over and over again. And the bigger, the more you thought about it, it's more it's deleting like parts of your brain and your ability to remember good things. You ever had that problem? You can't remember the good things? You just remember the bad? Well, something needs to be healed in there. And praise God, they can be. So now we all can choose to focus, choose what we get to focus on, but the choices, how affect how our, the chemicals and the proteins and the wiring of our brain change in function. So the chemical releases in your brain are connected to your thought life. If you're in fear, doubt, and worry, more chemicals are released like you're in danger as if there was someone with a gun. If you imagine someone with a gun pointed at you or someone was with a gun pointed at you, if you imagine that enough in your heart, it'll be the same thing to your body as if it was actually happening and it releases too much chemicals as if you're in danger and it's actually dangerous for your body. It isn't good for you. I get intimidated saying in front of Martha because Martha knows this stuff more than I do. I'm just copying what this lady said here. She's the smart lady. So as you dwell on negative thoughts and fears about the future, about next week, what a person might do or say, even if that person isn't there, that toxic thinking will, ch- will change the wiring of your brain into a neg- in a negative direction and throw your mind and your body into stress, whether they're there or not. We've all, we've all done that. But what are they going to say when I tell them that? But what if I, well, I don't want to tell them that. Let's just pretend like it didn't happen. We won't talk about it. Just sweep it under the rug and, well, that doesn't always work too good either, does it? Okay? Stress is the body's natural reaction to toxic thinking. Do you know that? So every time you feel stress, you can take it as a positive signal. If you track that back, you can figure out why that feeling is there and you can actually get healing in that area and not have to suffer with that. Because it's all in how you think. Right, Dr. Herbert Benson said that negative thinking leads to stress, which affects our body's natural healing capacities. So when you're in stress, your body is not in healing mode. It's not in a natural mode. Research shows, I'm still on the smart people here, okay? Research shows that 75 to 98% of mental, physical, and behavioral illnesses come from one's thought life. 
and not through the environment or genes. You know, they always blame it, oh, it's on their genes, or it's genetic. No, it isn't. It's how you think. And 75 to 90% of them, some on the low end is 75, the high end is as high as 98% agree with this. Okay? Nobel Prize winner Eric Kendall said that our thoughts and imaginations get under our skin, in quotes, of our DNA and can turn certain genes on and off, changing the structure of the neurons of the brain. Wow. You're a powerful person. You're actually creating what your brain looks like, what your DNA looks like, by what you choose to think about. You're changing the neurons and changing the chemicals released in your body, what you choose to meditate on. So maybe when God said to think about this thing, maybe he knew what he was talking about, how your body's supposed to function, how that computer's supposed to work the right way. Research has shown that mental practice, imagination, visualizations, deep thought, and reflection produce the same physical change in the brain as would physically carrying out the same imagined process. So you imagine this, like the gun incident, you imagine this negative thing again and again and again, that's having the same impact on your brain as if it was really happening right then and there. Okay? According to the Institute of Heart Math, thinking and feeling fear, anger, and frustration cause DNA to change shape according to those thoughts and feelings. The DNA responded by tightening up becoming shorter, switching off many DNA codes, which reduced quality expression. But the negative impact was reversed by feelings of love, joy, appreciation, and gratitude. Is that not amazing? As a man thinks at his heart, so is he. God is true. God knows what he's talking about. He knows how our bodies work. So I think it's wonderful that science is finally catching up to God's word. Amen? He said this a long time ago. We just didn't know why he said it. Now we see why he's saying it. Research shows that HIV patients who had positive thoughts and feelings had 300,000 times more resistance to the disease than those without. 300,000 times. Dr. Gail Ironside, a leading mind-body medicine researcher from the University of Miami, John, found that the most significant factor that made a difference in healing of those with HIV was their choice to believe in a benevolent and loving God especially if they chose to have a personal relationship with a benevolent and loving God. Her study ran over four years, and her determination of healing was based on the decrease of the viral load, that's the amount of the AIDS virus in the blood sample, and the increased uh, concentration of the helper T cells. The higher the concentration of the helper T cells, the more the body is able to fight off these diseases. She found um, that those who did not believe God loved them lost helper T cells three times faster. The viral load increased three times faster, and the stress levels were higher with damaging amounts of cortisol flowing, too much flowing. Dr. Ironside summarized her research by saying, if you believe that God loves you, it's an enormously protective factor, even more protective than scoring low for depression or high for optimism. A view of, bene of a benevolent God is protective, but scoring high on a personalized statement, God loves me, is even stronger. The most strongest thing you can do for your body is to believe that God loves you. Not that God loves us, that God loves you. Of course he loves us, but he, but he loves me. He loves you. There's not one person on this planet that he loves more than you. We're in a tie. It's all even. It's not a competition in the love for the Father. We are in a tie. We are, God is absolutely in love with us, and there's nothing you can do to make him love you more or less. God is love. And when you believe that God loves you, it actually changes the DNA 
in the chemicals of your whole body. And when you don't, it does it in the reverse way. So if the brain can get worse by focusing on the wrong thing, the problems, our brains can get better by understanding how to eliminate and replace those problems. That puts you in charge. You can choose what you des desire to think about. It's going to take work. It's going to take active practice to cast those thoughts down. You might have to have a little trigger. Sometimes I, I used to do this, like, no, like that. I'd shake my head, no. And I'd look like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm casting down a thought. Like, she goes, it looks pretty weird for me. You're like, I don't know. But it probably does, but I, it works for me, okay? I, I don't want to think that. It works for me. And sometimes I just do this or I'll stomp my foot. No, I will not think about that. Because you just get into this drifting, yeah. floating thing of your thoughts, and it's not good for you. You have to be engaged, actively engaged in what you allow to go through the theater of your mind. Okay? If you don't let God give you a healthy thinking project, the devil certainly will. An unhealthy one. All right? We should never underestimate how brilliant we are, and we are, we are only limited by how we see ourselves. Do you know you're, you're as free as you believe you are? Is the victory won, or is it not won? Did he defeat the devil, or did he not? Well, I'm trying, I, I, I realize inner healing, I'm all for inner healing. We do inner healing here. It's wonderful. But what inner healing does is it exposes the believed lies that you've had near the fortresses. It helps you tear down those things and reestablish a new strong and godly stronghold of how to think right. And that truth brings freedom. Amen? So one of the problems I see with today's society comes from too much electronic activity. And I'm guilty. My kids are guilty. We're all probably guilty. Electronics are cool. I mean, they're fun. I like them. I'm a techno guy. I like that kind of stuff. But we have people watching movies. They're uh, checking their Facebook and Instagram, and they're texting their friends all at the same time. <laughs> and your brain's like all over. You're like, and you, do you even know what this movie's about? Oh, yeah, yeah I know what's about. What's about? Well, what happened to the last? Well, you weren't even watching. It's not just sitting down on the couch anymore and you all watch a family movie together. It's, you're doing like eight things at once, okay? Dr. Leap calls this milkshake multitasking. And, uh, People, they listen to music while they're doing their homework. Well, guess what? You're not going to take in all the homework, and you're not going to take in all the music because you're not focused on the one thing. You're, you're splitting it with two. So at Cross Store, I remember many of the boys, they used to go to bed with headphones on, listen to music, and they did not want to, it, it, they didn't want to ever have quietness because with quietness it comes, the thoughts of their past would be brought back to their heart. They'd remember the good. They'd remember the bad. They'd remember the good. They'd miss it. They'd remember the bad. They'd make them feel bad, and they couldn't sleep. And so they'd put this music on, and it usually wasn't the best music. And uh, when we found the really bad stuff, which was hard to do sometimes, we'd take it and we'd destroy it. And they would be very happy about that. So, um, but anyway, uh, they put this noise in their heads, and they got to go from video game to TV show to music to back to video game to eating to doing something constantly. All the time while they're awake, they're doing boom, 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 boom. And they never take time to stop and think and process their day, process what happened, process what went on in the day, what somebody said to you, and these things are not healthy for your body and your brain. I'm for technology. I love it. But you have to take time away and have a time to think and process. Carolyn Leaf says that milkshake multitasking interferes with clear thinking and decision-making, which lowers self-control and leads to rash, impulsive buying, and poor eating habits. You're like, you're just thinking, you're just on this thing all the time. Your brain's just going like this. You haven't thought about what you're going to eat. I'll just eat this. I'll just eat that. And you're not thinking. It affects, I'll just buy this. I'm, I'll just buy that. You're not thinking and making a plan about buying. It's just impulsive stuff, and it isn't good for you. That's how people get in debt and they get in other trouble as well. 
So our minds take time to process what our spirit already knows. Your spirit knows everything. It's good. But your, your soul needs time to process the stuff. So we need meditation time to process the things in life. Uh, when s- something traumatic happens, we just can't stay busy and not think about it. That isn't healthy. You know, you get in a car wreck. Well, you probably should talk to somebody about it. You should probably, how did that make you feel? That's not girly. That's wise, okay? It's not manly to stuff it all down. I'm speaking of manly. I'm wearing my deer shirt today. First time I wore it. Honey season starts tomorrow. But uh, it is not girly to push your feelings away. It's not manly to push your feelings away or girly to talk about it. You need to talk about it. You need to think about it. You need to process what's going on in your life, and that's actually healthy for you. It's healthy for your body. So the parts of the brain involved in attention, monitoring, working memory, and how well we monitor our own thoughts and feelings improve dramatically with deep intellectual thoughts. Focus on one thing, meditation. Now, I think somebody smarter than us said that before, didn't they? Doesn't the Bible say to meditate? Psalm 1, his delight is in the law of the Lord, which today's law is the law of love. In his law, in his law he meditates day and night. And what happens if you do that? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves shall also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Biblical meditation, meditating on the right things is good for your brain, which is good for your body, which is good for your soul. It's good for you to take time in quietness and thought and pray and talk to God and listen to what he's saying. Amen? Psalm 63, 6. When I remembered you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. On your bed. You can, you can, do, you can go to sleep without music. Right? We can listen to God. Psalm 77, 6. I call to remembrance my, my song in the night. I meditate within my heart, and my spirit makes diligent search. Psalm 77, 12. I will also meditate on all your works and talk of your deeds. So you're talking, you're thinking about the things of God, and it's healthy for you. Amen? One more verse. Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will make good, have good success. Wow. So somewhere along the line, we have to metanoia, change how we think that God is smarter than we are, and we live with his operating system, controlling our bodies and how we do things. Your body's going to function at peak performance by meditating on his word, by thinking on good things and not on evil. So concluding this, how we think affects our health. How we think affects our decisions. How we think affects our genes. It affects our DNA. It affects our brains. It affects our words. It affects our chemical balance and the helper T cells. It affects our relationships. It affects our internal peace versus stress. And it affects every area of your life and every cell in your body, how you think, okay? So if you feel stressed, man, you need to pray into that at any time. Just pray into it and ask God why. There's some area in your life you don't understand or you don't trust them in or there's believe lies involved in that, okay? Healthy thinking leads to healthy bodies, healthy decisions, healthy genes, healthy DNA, healthy brain, healthy words, healthy chemical balance, healthy relationships, healthy, eternal peace, and healthy lives. Amen? So it is time to format that old man's system 
in the old world system, and we need to format the whole thing, not just delete part of the petition or anything. We need to delete the whole thing and reformat with Jesus in Christ 5.0. I don't say 2.0, but 5.0, and think like God thinks because you are who God's talking about in his word. He's not talking about the guy down the street. He's talking about you. For God so loved you, he sent Jesus. Amen? So you are an awesome creation, but like a computer, your spirit, soul, and body are going to function at its best with the correct operating system, and that's in Christ 5.0. Are you guys in Christ? You are in Christ. Whether you know it or not, you are, and you're seated with him right now at the same time with him in heavenly places. Let that stretch your brain. You are bigger than what you think. You're huge. Amen? Like you said earlier, your brain cells can go around the world four times, <laughs> but yet fits in there. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, why don't you guys stand up? I'm going to bless you guys. Next week, we'll talk about how to cast down these thoughts, different ways to do it that actually work, okay? So, God, I thank you for your word, and uh, not that we needed it, but sometimes it's good to see science even confirming what you said so many years ago, that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. According to our faith, it will be done unto us. And so, God, we just choose right now to change how we think and think like you. And as we think like you, as we meditate on your good, perfect, pleasing thoughts, we're going to experience metanoia. We're going to experience transformation, metamorphosis. We're going to change from glory to glory to look more like Jesus. Do you know you're predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son? And the predestination is cooperation with the way God thinks, the way he thinks about you. God is absolutely in love with you and thinks you're wonderful. <laughs> it's awesome. So God, I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, we can take this seriously and we'll see health change in our bodies. Even aches and pains leave in our bodies as we agree with you. Proper chemical balance come to our bodies. Believe lies cast down and truth revealed, and we walk in newness of life and health as we agree with Jesus. And I just declare that uh, like the, all of creation is groaning for the manifestations of the sons of God, and I think this is on track with that happening. As we behold you, we become like you. So God, we are looking unto you, the author and finisher of our faith. We just bless your holy name today. And I thank you for this truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. God bless you.